On today's Money with Friends, you swimming in debt? Well, guess what? So is everybody around you. And there are firms preying on that. We're going to shine a spotlight on one type of debt that's taken off lately. We're going to tackle that with our good friend Josh Dorkin, the founder of Bigger Pockets, on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to Money with Friends, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihi. And I'm Josh Dorkin. <laughs> coming to you from where, though, Josh? Where oh, are you? Well, you know, you can tell Italy. From Italy. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. This is not a video podcast, yeah, but well, you do yeah. look I'm, very... I'm here in Denver, Joe. You look very Italian. You need to speak oh, with you. more of an Italian kind of... Hey, how you doing? There you go. Just bring on the stereotype style. This is the Financial News and Commentary Podcast, where we focus on topics that'll help you as a saver, earner, and spender six days a week. Today's show is brought to you by Rocket Dollar. Thanks to them for supporting Money with Friends. Rocket Dollar account holders have the ability to invest their retirement savings in anything they choose. Through a Rocket Dollar self-directed IRA or a solo 401k, you can make investments directly into real estate, private companies, peer-to-peer lending, crowdfunding, and everything else allowed by the IRS. Get 100 bucks off your setup fee by heading to rocketdollar.com slash MWF. That's rocketdollar.com slash MWF. And, and uh, we're not going to be talking real estate at all today, Josh, but you might know a little bit. that That is... If you're putting physical stuff into an IRA, you better know what the hell you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's very complicated, and and you need somebody who knows what they're doing for sure. Yeah, tough stuff. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about these maybe a little bit of predatory lending. You brought this to the table. Why did you decide on this piece? I decided on this because I uh, I had bought my first home uh, with uh, with a subprime loan, and. Um, there was, there was some kind of drama with it and, and it wasn't fun. And I, I saw this article and I was like, Oh, we're, we're just, you know, we're going right back to it again. Yeah. It's sad. And we're going to get into it here in just a second, but first let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. Just like hanging out and talking about money news. That's why I tune in with money with friends. All right. Today's piece comes to us from Bloomberg. It's written by uh, Christopher Maloney and Adam Temkin. And Mr. Dorkin, you've got it from here, my friend. All right. America's middle class is addicted to a new kind of credit. The payday loan business was in decline. Regulators were circling. Storefronts were vanishing and investors were abandoning the industry's biggest companies en masse. And yet today, just a few years later, many of the same subprime lenders that specialized in the debt are promoting an almost equally onerous type of credit. It's called the online installment loan, a form of debt with much longer maturities, but often the same sort of crippling triple-digit interest rates. If the payday loan's target audience is the nation's poor, then the installment loan is geared to all those working-class Americans who have seen their wages stagnate and unpaid bills pile up in the years since the Great Recession. In just a span of five years, online installment loans have gone from being a relatively niche offering to a red-hot industry. Non-prime borrowers now collectively owe about $50 billion on installment products, according to credit reporting firm TransUnion. In the process, they're helping transform the way that a large swath of the country accesses debt. And they've done so without attracting the kind of public and regulatory backlash that hounded 
the payday loan. Quote, installment loans are a cash cow for creditors, but a devastating cost to borrowers, said Margot Sanderson or Sanders Saunders. However, senior counsel for the National Consumer Law Center, a nonprofit advocacy group. You can tell we do this live uh, in front of a Facebook audience as I slaughter Margot's name. Nicely done. Nicely yeah. done. Bam, got that. But but let's talk about this. What exactly can you de- can you define these loans for us, Josh? What exactly are these loans and and why are they so bad? So an installment loan is kind of like a car loan. It's it's something with a principal and interest um, over a term, over a, a payment uh, period of time. Um, the, the the challenge that we have here is they're charging what appear to be uh, predatory rates, and and there's there's uh, they've I guess they found a hole. Uh, there's regulation on on payday loans. Uh, pay, payday loan is generally a high interest short term loan uh, that's unsecured uh, except by your paycheck, and so uh, uh, you're you're gonna uh, pay this thing back out of out of your check, right? Now the the online uh, this installment loan is a long term um, loan that that could go on for sixty months, um, and it could have interest rates up to. I think we saw a hundred something. I saw elsewhere up to three, four hundred percent. Yeah. So you know, and and it's it's going to be larger. People are borrowing ten thousand, ten, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. These are middle class folks who are just paying out the ears uh, on this debt, and uh, the government's not regulating it. And and people are desperate if they can't find the money somewhere else, they're going to turn to whoever's going to give it to them. Um, it's. It's scary. It's scary. We're we're living in a situation today where people are just piling up debt, and typically it's you know it's for buying stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. No. When I saw this, I was reading that the average payday loan, I think it says down here, might be around four hundred dollars. So people need some duct tape, and they have to pay it back very quickly because of the fact that you've got sixty months. I think that the average on this, it said, is somewhere around twenty five hundred bucks. So people can borrow a lot more money, get themselves in way worse circumstances, and at a hundred and fifty percent interest. I mean, borrow borrow twenty five hundred, pay back, pay back uh, six thousand ish. Yeah. That's 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 unbelievable. Why do why would somebody accept these types of loans? Let I guess to start there. The psyche of you taking out this type of loan, Josh. Try to put yourself in somebody's shoes. Why would you even accept those terms? I I don't know. Hon- honestly, I I think it's got to be some level of desperation. I think it's got to be that you you know you you've gone. It's either desperation or convenience. Um, from my understanding, these are easy to get. Um, so, uh, it might be a lot simpler than, than going to the bank, um, and trying to get a line of credit or something like that, or you may not have the capacity to do so. Um, if you have no choice, you're going to go to whoever's going to give you the cash. Um, the challenge is, you know, I I think that makes a lot of sense in the situation of, of payday loans. I, I, you know, I don't love payday loans, but I, I think they make sense in, in a lot of circumstances, but we're not talking about, um, the you know we're 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 talking about middle class here. These yeah. are folks who, who I think they were talking about fifty thousand dollar average salaries. Um, why do you need to do that? I don't know. Is it you know is it to go 
buy some gear, buy a nice clothes, buy you know a down payment on a car. I don't know why somebody would do it. I caution anybody listening to stay away from this stuff. Find another way. Um, it's it's absolutely absurd, and it's a very dangerous way uh, to um, go forward. And 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 uh, unless you're absolutely desperate, I, I don't know that you should be doing this at all. And even if you are, I would say there's got to be another way. Yeah, I look at a big red flag is how easy they make it to get these loans. And the reason is, I mean, think about think about the default rate. So if I'm if I'm lending out this money. And I'm lending it at 150% rate. The default rate is going to be huge, right? A lot of oh, people yeah. are never going to repay the loan. But listen, if I'm getting 150% of my money, I can have a really high default rate. And who cares? Let's just make it really easy for a lot of people to take out the loan. And if oh, you yeah. don't pay it back, big deal, because enough people will do it. I'm still making a killing. Yeah. When apparently they're starting to use a lot more technology and, and vetting folks uh, to keep those default rates down. But I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a reasonable default rate on somebody paying 150%. Like you said, 2,500 bucks, you got to pay back six grand. I mean, it, it makes absolutely no sense. We uh, do this uh, show live in front of a Facebook audience. And believe it or not, Josh, people have things to say about Shocking. this topic. Uh, uh, let's start off with Kevin. Kevin hanging out with us says it's desperation, short-term thinking. I've, I, I was in that spot. Uh, a long time ago. I remember that thinking where I was just worried about Friday. The thing that's tough, Josh, and somebody said this to me, the first thing to do when you find yourself in a hole is to quit digging, right? But it's, but it's, it's sometimes it felt damn near impossible. You knew you were getting in worse trouble, but you yeah. felt like you didn't have anywhere else to turn. Uh, you know, and I, I think th this goes back to, I think our conversation of last time, which is, uh, you know, we're, we're not doing enough to educate people on, on finance. You know, I, I'd say if people knew and understood what they were getting themselves into, a lot of people wouldn't actually be getting themselves into these situations, um, particularly with this, this kind of debt, subprime mortgages, thing, things like that. Uh, I, I don't think I know a person who reads the fine print on any of these kinds of contracts. Right. Most people don't understand what they're signing. And don't really recognize, oh, 150%, oh, over six, five years, three years. Well, that means I, if I borrow $1,000, I pay uh, $1,500. Uh, you know, not a big deal. No, that's not what it means. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I think we, we've got to get people educated. This, this starts at the schools and we, we really need to start teaching people you know, what debt means, how bad it can be, how it can damage your ability to, to really do anything. And, and particularly with things like payday loans um, and, and these, these loans, you know, how you're going to walk away with nothing. They're going to take money out of your paycheck. You're going to have nothing afterwards. Yeah. 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 You won't be able to afford anything, but making the payment. The, the thing I was thinking as you were, as you were uh, talking about this and about talking about education is is also kind of James' point here, uh, which I'll put up on the screen for people who are watching. James says, to be fair, if this is for consumer spending, rent centers and the like have been doing this for somewhat smaller amounts, but at similar higher interest rates for a long time. Now it's just branching out. I mean, rent center, Josh, in a, in a lot of ways, is the same same exact stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, look again. I I think whenever there's I, I'm not I'm not somebody who's into overregulation, but but there's there's certain um, 
areas of of the world that I believe that should be regulated, and and finance and lending is absolutely one of those areas. Uh, we we just we've got to protect people because you know unfortunately the vast amount of people are not financially sophisticated and and don't have the capacity. They may have the capacity, but they. They just don't know. They just right. never learned. Well, let's talk about a few things for people that are here, to, uh, either listening or hanging out with us or watching the video later. Uh, uh, one thing I think about is that when you were talking about technology and how fast it is to get these loans, even when you rent a car today, a lot of those terms and conditions now are on a little tiny pad and you just scroll to the bottom and you sign it. You you really, really want to make sure you understand some of those key features to these loans before you you start out. And a few of the key things are, besides the interest rate, what is that? Are there any additional fees? And is there a prepayment fee, as an example, which yeah. I always thought was ridiculous? Somebody's going to charge me a fee to pay it off early. You're pointing at me. Well, so, you know, on, on that loan that I'd gotten on my first house, there was a prepayment penalty. And... I was so I was traveling from California to Colorado. I had done all the paperwork. I, I was excited to get the loan. I was a day away. I literally had all my belongings in my car, driving from state to state to move into my new home. And I called the lender and he says, Oh, and by the way, there's a prepayment penalty. <sighs> and I was I was livid. And I had no, you know, I was homeless at that point. I was living in between two places and I had to sign on the dotted line. I said, You gotta change this. He said, you know pretty much go to hell. I'm not going to change anything. I signed on the dotted line. And then when the time came uh, to, to deal with this loan, you know, I got stuck with this nifty payment. It was, uh, Monster it was unpleasant. Penalty. And I knew what I was getting into, but he waited to the last second. So there's a lot of shady stuff out there, even for people who know what they're doing. It, it is so, it's so frustrating. Well, and to take advantage, and frankly, these people are taking advantage of that, right? I mean, they're oh, totally absolutely. taking advantage of the fact that you have nowhere else to turn. So guess what I'm going to show you at the last minute, right. which if at all possible, try to get the paperwork a day before. Uh, and I know that's very difficult and title companies are incredibly like on, you know, you talk about a house purchase in, incredibly disorganized. I can't figure out how that industry stayed that disorganized for that long <laughs> but but trying to get paperwork a day before so we can read through the terms of any loan that we take uh yeah. very frustrating but we need to do that too uh in just a second josh and i are going to have our big takeaways from from today's piece but first want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's show rocket dollar uh, Rocket Dollar, if you've got an IRA or a solo 401k plan and you've been thinking about putting in, it into an alternative asset class that you don't find at, let's say, a Vanguard or a Fidelity, that's where Rocket Dollar comes in. What do you do when you want to invest in something different? Well, you use Rocket Dollar. Making investments is easy. Simply write a check out of your Rocket Dollar account. Never wait for a custodian to mail a check on your behalf. It's really that simple. And best of all, you keep all the tax protections of your existing IRA or 401k. You open a Rocket Dollar account today and you can take advantage of world of investment opportunities. All that for just $15 a month. No cost, of course. The cost of the investment inside of the account are going to be whatever they are. Rocket Dollar is just a place to hold these non-traditional investments. And if you've ever worked with one of these companies, usually the cost is around $1,500 and sometimes even more. 
There's a one-time setup via $360 with Rocket Dollar. So for Money with Friends listeners or friends at Rocket Dollar offering 100 bucks off that setup fee by using Money with Friends when you set up your account at rocketdollar.com. If you go to rocketdollar.com forward slash MWF, by the way, they tell you all about that, uh, how to get that done. So we get enough questions, Josh, about uh, non-traditional IRAs that I'm glad that they're able to do it. And as you and I know, not for everybody, but if it is for you, you work with a company that knows what the hell they're doing and one that might charge you a few bucks less. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the industry is, is rife with fees, lots of, lots of hidden fees. So, so incredible. definitely make sure you know what you're doing. Maybe that's our next show. I don't know, but, but probably not. We got a different one, but let's, let's do this. Let's talk about these installment loans. What's our big takeaway here, Josh? I don't know. I w- you know, I would say for me, it's first know what you're getting yourself into. Second, look for all Alternatives, if there are any, uh, I would absolutely uh, seek out other options uh, instead of uh, one of these loans. Um, And third, evaluate what it is that you're borrowing the money for. I'd say in most options, it's not people who are in desperate uh, measures uh, with with these uh, installment loans. So do you really need that new X, you know? whatever it is, right? Um, do you have to be spending on that? Can you hold off? Can you be a little more frugal? Um, you know, study the fire movement, uh, learn about other ways to go about living your life. Uh, you know, it's, it's not about keeping up with the Benjamins. Uh, if it is, you might find yourself in trouble. Uh, so I think, you know, just be smart, be wise and, and, uh, be extremely careful because, uh, this can cost you everything. I agree. I think if if it's a spending addiction, you know, there's the a mentor of mine used to talk about looking at the forest instead of just one tree or getting to the root of the problem, you know, instead of the leaves. And uh, if if you need the new thing bad enough that you need to take out a 150% loan, I think the problem is not at that point the predatory lender. The, the, the problem very well might be your spending habit. But to dig just a, a little deeper, I, you know, when you look at these, when you look at the tactics of the people that sell these type of loans, a lot of the time, and we, we brushed on this a little bit, they are, and it's mostly in your story, Josh, which is sales tactics on a lot of these things that are inappropriate are to make you feel uncomfortable and make you feel like you got to do it right now. And if you're ever in that situation, you need to make them feel uncomfortable. You have to turn that around. And I know how difficult that is because I've been there before where somebody's really pressuring me that, you know what, we got to get this done right now. No, I can't think of something that we ever really had to do right now. And if somebody's pressuring me that hard to do it right now, I don't think I really need it. So um, take your time, read over what you're doing, get educated, and hopefully then you won't fall prey to these 150% interest rates. And I'm going to plug a book really quickly here. There's a book by a guy named Chris Voss called Never Split the Difference. Probably the best book on negotiation I've ever read. Uh, if you want to learn a thing or two on on how to counter these things or just use negotiation in your life going forward, check it out. Definitely one of the best books I've ever read on the topic. Well, yeah, that's a great point, though, is that even if you don't think you need negotiation skills, and you don't negotiate a lot, you're negotiating things every day. 
Absolutely. When you think you are not. And so just getting that perspective, like when I started reading, like Chris, that's a fantastic book. Like I could, I couldn't believe how often I'm in a negotiation, even when I think oh, yeah. that, that, that I'm not so great. Stuff I probably there. should have read the book before I signed the contract to be on the show though. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> what was I thinking? Maybe should have. Tell, tell everybody uh, how people find you, Josh. Where do people find you today? Today, you can find me at joshuadorkin.com or find me on social media at, at jrdorkin. Awesome. We'll have links, by the way, to uh, all Josh, the pl- ways you can find Josh on our show notes page at uh, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Josh, thanks for hanging out. And I'm glad you're coming back tomorrow. Excellent. Excellent. Excited. Thanks, Joe. We'll see everybody again here next time. Back here tomorrow with Josh on Money With Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.